It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And the Adam Ritz Show is live on campus today in Fresno, California. We're at Fresno State University, and we are broadcasting live in front of this studio audience. Okay, thank you so much for that warm welcome. We're blessed to be with the football team here, the Fresno State Bulldogs, and we welcome our guests to talk a little bit about community service and uh, some of the service project you guys have been up to. Uh, what's your name, sir? My name is Adro Edirene. Adro, thanks for joining us. What do you guys do here in Fresno? Uh, we play football. That's one thing we do. Yeah. Uh, student-athlete-wise, um, we do a lot of community service at the Children's Hospital uh, a couple blocks away. We also... Uh, uh, fund a lot of charity events and stuff like that for for kids uh, for at, at risk kids uh, and uh, the local parks and stuff like that. So we stay busy. So your last trip to the Children's Hospital, um, how many hours did you spend there? Uh, half a day, and and what are the reactions from the kids when you walk in? Uh, the reactions, I mean, it's always nice to see uh, see people's face light up when you go out there. So we spent probably say a good six to seven hours out there. Uh, and, you know, we just uh, we went out to the parks with the kids. They have a, a nice park at the hospital, played video games with them and stuff like that, and just, you know, kicked, uh, just kind of really hung out with them and tried to take their mind off, you know, whatever ailments or sickness or uh, treatments they're going through. And is it humbling to have a, a, little, a little kid, a little character like that, look up to you and, and not, really, not really care that you're a Division I football player, but just care that you're there to spend time with them? Yeah, it was actually funny. I mean, some of the kids, they definitely just were just like in awe that people took the time of the day to come see them, people we didn't know. But some of the kids, they know we play sports, so they, whenever we do anything, they're real competitive. So I remember, I remember uh, we were playing uh, 2K, and a little kid was really trying to, trying to uh, put it on me. <laughs> but, uh, Did he get yeah. you? I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't really play video games. Coach Drew keeps us real busy, so we're not going to play video games. You know, six to nine hours, you know. Well, Adro, what is your uh, position? I play, I'm I play outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Okay. And not only uh, for your athleticism, but we applaud you for your community service, too. It's great for our listeners nationally to hear about all these kind of projects going across the country. Helps us, uh, motivates us, inspires us to get up off of our couches and help out in our community as well. So thank you for joining us on the show. Let's give you guys one more round of applause here at Fresno State with the Bulldogs. Thanks for joining us on the Adam Rich Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. And now it's time for a charity update with a special guest. Please welcome Ryan Diem. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Let's get a quick uh, background check on Ryan. You may remember his name, uh, an 11-year veteran of the NFL, Super Bowl champion with the Indianapolis Colts. You played collegiately at Northern Illinois University. You're a Husky at heart. Always. Husky for life, baby. Husky for life. And, um, well, first of all, congratulations on 11 years in the NFL. I mean, that's kind of unheard of. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, really, really blessed and fortunate to have that run. I got to spend the whole time in Indianapolis. Very successful team, but uh, more importantly, I think off the field, we had some great guys. Just a good core group of guys that cared about the community, cared about each other, and uh, ultimately that led to a lot of success on the field. Well, you mentioned caring about the community and um, post-career. 
Uh, you've gotten involved with uh, a charity, um, and you're doing a, a second annual event to raise money for the CNCF. Uh, tell us what the CNCF is and how you got involved with it. Yeah, absolutely. So CNCF stands for the Children's Neuroblastoma Cancer Foundation. And uh, I was contacted by them about 11 years ago to participate in their first golf outing called the Alley and Friends Golf Classic. And I did. I went and just as a guest got to see what it was all about, got to know the people that were running the event, uh, realized what the cause was, neuroblastoma, which is the number one um, infant cancer. It's a pediatric cancer that really doesn't get enough attention. And uh, realized that no one was really going to bat for these kids. Um, the foundation was doing everything they could to raise money for the families to educate them and to also fund research grants and they didn't have a voice and so I decided that uh, actually my wife and I both decided uh, maybe this was something we wanted to get behind. We were looking for uh, uh, basically any uh, or something that struck us and, and, and we, something we wanted to help and help elevate and so we joined up forces with CNCF and have taken that golf outing into a great success. We've over 11 years now. We've raised about one and a quarter million dollars for the foundation, wow. and uh, now we are transitioning into our second event, which is called Cheers for Charity, and will be hosted in uh, Indianapolis next week. And the Cheers for Charity. Um I've got to inform my listeners, I do have a cheat sheet in my hand, uh, a little brochure, and I see on the back, enter for a chance to win a, a trip to go to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Uh, how can we rig that so I win that right off the top? <laughs> Just make a nice big donation. <laughs> we'll get you taken care of. Okay, so cheers for charity. Uh, give us all the information. Where is it, and what is it, and when is it? Okay, so Cheers for Charity is located, the, the event will be October 8th, 6 p.m. in Indianapolis at Two Deep Brewing Company, downtown on Capitol Street. Uh, it's the second year we've done it. Last year was a lot of fun. It was kind of our first shot at it. This year we put a lot more energy into it. We've got um, live music by Brett Wiscons. We've got uh, food trucks there. We've got the Colts game is going to be playing on TV, the Thursday night game on October 8th. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun. We're doing our drawing for the Super Bowl tickets, which uh, you can enter that drawing uh, by reaching out to Two Deep Brewery. They're uh, running all that. And uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. 20% of all beverage sales are going to the foundation. Uh, we've got a lot of sponsors that are backing us up on this. So it's actually a free event to attend. Just come, enjoy yourself, have some uh, food, maybe try the beer, enjoy the music, and uh, just have a great time raising money for a great cause. Free event that you get to go and have fun at, knowing that 20% of what you're spending money on food and drink and beverage that you would have spent anyway to watch Thursday Night Football is going to a great cause, the CNCF. Now, I'm going to try this, Ryan, and um, I, I hopefully can get through this. It's the... Um, Neuro, I've already lost it. The, the, no, no, don't. The Children's <laughs> Neuroblastoma Cancer Foundation. Did I get that right? Nailed it. Neuroblastoma. So you mentioned it's it's PD, it's a form of pediatric cancer uh, afflicting mostly babies, infants? Yes. Uh, typically it's diagnosed by the third or fourth birthday. It affects infants. It's the number one infant cancer 
clearly these small children don't have a voice. So we are trying to elevate this platform and get the message out. Uh, High-profile case recently was Devin Still's daughter, the uh, defensive lineman from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Clearly that brought a lot of attention to the disease, a lot of awareness. Uh, it's, It's sad, but when you look at the stats, the amount of money that the American Cancer Society and also the, the federal government, uh, the way they fund the research for pediatric cancers, it's staggering. It's below 1% of money for cancer research that goes to pediatric cancers. It's unbelievable how little attention pediatric cancers are getting. Small children, no voice, and the future of America. Well, Brian Diem is our guest. He's involved with the uh, CNCF. You have been for 11 years now. Part of their golf outing as a former player in the NFL brought some awareness to it. You still work with the foundation. You met, you were telling me off mic, the, um, the young lady, the woman, who started this foundation, who had a child pass away of this kind of cancer. Um, can you tell us a little bit about her story and who she is? Yeah, Pat Talungan is her name, and um, she is the founder of CNCF. Um, you know, it's never... Uh, a good situation when you have to uh, create your own foundation because of the loss of a loved one. Um, but she's doing great things with this foundation. I tell you what, uh, the the unfortunate part of it is she lost her son, uh, who would have gone to the same high school that I went to, and that is how I was introduced to Pat through my high school football coach. She had reached out to him to have me come to this first golf outing, uh, and when I got to know her and the uh, the family that was hosting the first golf outing i, I couldn't couldn 't just stop thinking about you know this cause and and the amount of time and energy they were putting into it and how much it affected them and uh, the way they cared about the cause and helping other families so my wife and I got involved pat 's been there the whole way she still runs the foundation on a day to day basis, and she 's the one who 's handwriting. Uh, requests for grant money. She's the one who's rallying sponsors for events. She's the one who's reaching out to families directly. It's a very grassroots organization, and that's what I love about it. That you know there isn't any you know skimming off the top for anyone's paycheck. This is a labor of love for everyone involved, and uh, she is the one who spearheads everything. Well, we love her hearing about these stories of uh, athletes, former athletes who are getting involved with their communities, uh, hosting Cheers for Charity. It's October 8th at the Two Deep Brewery in Indianapolis. Stop by, join in the fun. 20% of the proceeds or the food and beverage sold that night will go to the foundation CNCF. We'll get you back on the show in the future to talk about that golf outing you've been a part of for 11 years now. It's raised over a million dollars for this uh, children's cancer. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we got to have some fun. Talk about the Super Bowl. I, I know you've. Uh, well, what, what's the most? What's the question you get asked most about your Super Bowl ring or your Super Bowl experience? Uh, I get asked a lot what my favorite game was. While the Super Bowl was up there, no question, it was. You mean the, ever? Ever favorite game ever? ever. Okay. A favorite game ever. And don't get me wrong, the Super Bowl was special. Uh, the game leading up to it, though, the AFC Championship against the Patriots. That was uh, that was the one. That was special because they had knocked us out of the playoffs like three out of the four previous years. Uh, we were down quite a bit at halftime heading into the locker room, and uh, Coach Dungy just kind of calmed our nerves and, and got us refocused, and we went out and played really well in the second half and beat the uh, the dreaded Patriots to go to the Super Bowl, and that was here, here at home in the RCA Dome. 
and that place was rocking. I tell you what, the whole place was shaking. So that was my favorite game, hands down. Super Bowl was amazing. Uh, got to beat my hometown Chicago Bears, which was uh, clearly a lot of fun for me. And I get to go back home with that ring and make sure everyone sees the hardware and, and rub it in their faces. But uh, tell you what, just a, an incredible experience all around for me, uh, spending my time with the Colts. Well, I always challenge myself as a broadcaster to ask um, an interesting, or the least asked question, I guess. Maybe not interesting, but the least asked question. So I'll take a chance here. What was your, what was your worst game? <laughs> that you just that maybe you lost the game, maybe a penalty on a third and fourth or fourth down, and you lost the game. Well, I tell you what, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. No, you don't have to answer that. But uh, I always laugh at uh, at every, uh, former athletes talking about the glory days, and no one no one brings up. Oh, remember that 15 yard penalty I had, and I ruined the season. There, you know what? There's if you ask some of my teammates, there's an, actually a picture <laughs> of me getting a personal foul against London Fletcher uh, when he was up in Buffalo, I think, or maybe Washington. Anyways. He ripped my helmet off, literally pulled it off, and I shoved him, and the camera just caught it perfect where I'm looking really angry and upset, and he's flying backwards through the air, 15-yarder at a crucial point in the game. Not good. Not, not good. Not Big veins sticking out of your forehead, and that's yeah. not the Ryan Dam that we know now. You're a, you're a father. You've got a family uh, celebrating 20 years with your high school sweetheart. I mean, it's a pretty fantastic story uh, personally in your personal life. Throw in the professional career and your charity work. We're inspired by your work, and I'm glad to have you on the show, Ryan Diem. Uh, appreciate your work with the CNCF. Again, I'll try it. I'll, I'll do my best. The uh, Children's Neuroblastoma Cancer Foundation. Nailed it. Nailed it. October 8th at the... Uh, Two Deep Brewing Company. We'll see you there. And uh, Ryan, thanks for your time and coming on the show. Really appreciate it, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. This is PJ Fleck, head football coach at Western Michigan University, and you're listening to The Adam Rich Show. And we continue on now from Goldie Beacom College. I'm with Derek Cridelli. Derek, how's it going, my man? Going very good. Thank you, Adam. I'm uh, proud to be here. And before we move forward with our conversation, uh, for our listeners, where the heck are we? Where is Goldie Beacom College? Goldie Beacom College is in Wilmington, Delaware. We're a Division II school. We have a great undergraduate program. We have a tremendous graduate program as well. About uh, 800 uh, undergraduate students, and we have 10 great sports teams here play Division II in the CACC, the Central Atlantic Collegiate Conference. And you're the sports information director for the athletic department. I am. That's correct. Okay, so we're going to talk about some of these issues we like to cover on the social awareness radio show with your student athletes, uh, possibly drug and alcohol awareness, how you, got, how you educate and program with your kids to make sure they have all the uh, know-how and knowledge to keep them safe on a Friday or Saturday night, yes. uh, maybe uh, recruiting, character and integrity when you recruit a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Um, before we uh, get to that, though, you said 800 students? Yes, only 800 undergraduate students. That's, I am, that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That is 800, okay, let me just take a step back, literally a step back, 800 students, and my daughter goes to a very small high school, and there's 1,200 students there. Mm-hmm. There's eight, there's, there's, there's a college, and yes. it's smaller than that. Tell me how that, how that works, 
I guess, you know, beyond the obvious, it's a smaller-knit group. It's intimate. There's a lot of uh, one-on-one with professors. I mean, what else do we need to know about a college that's that's small? Well, I mean, you get all that, but, you know, the one-on-one is very important, you know, and the fact that we we don't have a whole lot of sports. I mean, it's not like the grandiose Division I schools, but, you know, there is a lot of intimacy here. There's a lot of one-on-one stuff. There's a lot of, you know... A lot of teams are always cheering for each other, and you see a lot of people at the games, and it, it really is a family atmosphere. And you know, it's it's being around a lot of great people. You know, we have a small staff in athletics, but it's it's very important. You know, all of our roles. We have multiple roles. We wear many hats. We work a lot with you know our administrators. We have great administration here. You know, starting from Dr. Ilias, who's retiring after 40 years to the school, right down to the president-elect, Dr. Gary Wirt. Um, uh, Bernadette Wimley, our Dean of Students, Chris Santamuro. I mean, they all just do a tremendous job. It is one big family here. Well, that's great to hear the family uh, atmosphere, that the teams cheer for each other and go to each other's games. That's awesome. And I know there's a lot of uh, college campuses across America like this. Uh, they, you outweigh the big-time Division One schools. I mean, there's only uh, 100 of them, 150 of them. There's only about 150 There's, there's 350. There's 3,500 schools like this across the country. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so back to uh, Derek, uh, Sports Information Director at Goldie Beacom College. Uh, Let's talk about some of these issues with your uh, student athletes. When I bring up drugs and alcohol, I want to make sure our listeners know, like I'm not uh, accusing anybody here of being a drug addict. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying practically college students, uh, possible environment uh, with some high-risk behavior, Drinking, probably for sure. Maybe there's some drugs involved, too. How do you handle these tough issues with your student-athletes? Well, the thing is, we have to remember, we have great student-athletes here. And, and, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, we're not going to go to say every college has the perfect student-athlete and there's 100%, you know, success rate as far as, you know, there's no drinking, there's no anything like that. The important thing for the student-athletes to know is what are the consequences. You know, talk to people who are, you know, like myself in my 30s, you know, know, administrators in their 20s or 40s and know, hey, this is what you shouldn't be doing and here's why. We can go on and say, don't do drugs, say no to drugs and you know, say, okay, well, why not? Well, here's why not. You post a picture on Twitter of yourself at a party with beer or a vodka bottle. You know, you may not get that job that you really, really want. You work your entire college career. You have all these internships. You meet all these great people. And you have your dream job lined up. And then all of a sudden, they go to your Twitter page. And what do they see? You with a can of Miller Lite in your hand or a whole bunch of vodka bottles sitting around. And you're not going to get that job, and you'll wonder why not. And that's the thing we have to teach these kids and what we do, you know, as far as, you know, these are the consequences. That's fantastic to hear, and I'm sure that um, carries over into recruiting. I mean, a conversation with a parent, uh, mm-hmm. your son or daughter is going to be safe here. And here's why, because we believe this and we, uh, we preach that and we will take care of them on this small atmosphere, make sure they don't make bad decisions or help them make better decisions. Mm-hmm. That goes a long way with uh, recruiting and parents. And since I brought up recruiting, now let's talk about uh, character and integrity. A lot of our listeners are in high school yes. and everywhere I go, all these student leadership conferences, I uh, go to a co- I'm sorry, a high school student athlete will ask me, Mr. Ritz, how is how can I go play college sports? What's my best route to go play college sports? Mm. So now we've got a chance to get behind the curtain with college sports and, a, and an athletic department administrator to find out what you're looking for with a high school student athlete uh, in recruiting. And I'm not talking about 
athleticism, jumping, speed, strength. I'm talking about their character and integrity. What a lot of student athletes and a lot of parents want to know as well is, how is this going to help me in the future? You know, most student athletes are not going to play in the NFL or the NBA, and they accept that. You know, they want to know, are they going to play? No, number one. But parents want to know what's going to happen in the future. Am I going to be a better person when I'm 22? Is my son or daughter going to be a better person when they're 22? You know, are they going to have a degree? Are they going to go to going to get a good education? Are they going to be surrounded by great coaches? What is the environment going to be like? It's not just going to be like running through a tunnel and playing, you know, before thousands of fans every day. You know, what's going to happen throughout their entire four years? And we're lucky here where we have a great system in place, where we have great student athletes, we have great educators, we have great people who are going to help student athletes take the next step. Because when they graduate at 22, their life isn't going to end. It's just starting. There's a reason graduation day is called commencement. Commence means to begin, you know, and we want to make sure they're getting ready for that beginning. That's a great, uh, I, you know, I've heard that term a million times, commencement, and it's, uh, you may think, okay, this is the end of college. No, it's the beginning of the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Derek Crudelli is our guest. He's the sports information director at Goldie Beacom College. Uh, we're talking about character and integrity uh, within an athletic department and uh, some of these issues that we like to cover, social awareness-wise, and I, I like to always ask a guy like you, how long have you been here? I've only been here since December, but oh, I, oh my God! Okay. But I've been a full-time administrator for 15 years. So. Okay, well then, where was your last? Uh... I was at Widener University for nine years, and before that, I was at Long Island University for five years. Okay, so Widener University. Yes. Let me put you on the spot about Widener. I love getting these success stories. Mm-hmm. Um, a male or female student athlete coming through the program there. Um, you know, I don't care if they can do a thousand push-ups or not, uh, and I don't care if they won the conference championship or not. Mm-hmm. Give me a success story on a, on a character-driven, integrity-based student athlete that had gone through the Widener program, pretty much under your administration, and now they are doing what? Okay, well, um, I think the best example right now is um, let's pick Macharia Yurid, who's one of the lost boys of the Sudan. He was um, he trekked a thousand miles. Uh, on foot with a whole bunch of refugees, you know, trying to get out of Civil War territory. And he was like a bunch of other Sudanese, came over to America. So he got himself over here, and he moved to Philadelphia, and knew a friend of his from where he went to high school, West Catholic High School, and enrolled at Widener University, competed in the track and field and cross-country team, and all he did was become a four-time cross-country champion, uh, God knows how many M- MAC championships he won, and his senior year, fall of 2006, he won the NCAA Division Three cross-country title. That and is he, amazing. And he later on became an American citizen. And I know he's working. I, I, fortunately, I don't know exactly where he's working. I know he has a job. I know he's doing very well. But uh, through everything, became a U.S. citizen and... You know, he's a great kid and, you know, very happy for him. What a great story. I, I love college athletics and, and behind-the-scenes stories like that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Derek Crudelli, uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing some of your expertise in the world of social awareness and how you handle these issues, some of them anyway, with your student-athletes here at Goldie Beacom College. I love your logo. You are the lightning. Yes, we are. All right. You're quick and sharp and fast. The lightning of Goldie Beacom College. Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. I appreciate spending time with our student-athletes tonight.
Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show rolling on. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. You can follow us on Twitter with at Adam Ritz. We tweet about our stories and the philanthropies we work with all the time. And uh, we're so happy to bring our next guest on to talk about Best Buddies, one of the best uh, nationwide charities uh, and foundations across the country, Best Buddies. And we're going to talk about the Best Buddies chapter here at the University of Maryland. Our guest is Evan Mulroney. Did I say that right? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. No, Mulroney? Rooney, it doesn't matter. Mulroney. Evan Mulroney. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this interview is not only, um, you know, are you the expert about uh, the Best Buddies chapter sure. here on campus at the University of Maryland, but you're also on the football team. Let's talk about football real quick. Sure. What position? Uh, left guard. Left guard, big dude. I, we're, I'm standing on a hill here. Yeah. You look like you're 6'10 to me. <laughs> so standing side by side, you're yeah. about 6'4 and a half, 6'5. Exactly. Uh, 280, 290. Yeah, 295 around. So you're a lineman, and um, what year? Uh, junior. Junior, and um, Big Ten now. I mean, it's yeah. exciting here yeah. at Maryland with the Terps. And uh, uh, what's your favorite part of, of this campus, this brotherhood, this football team? It's like you said, it's a brotherhood. It's this whole atmosphere surrounding the, the football program. It's just such a family vibe. I know it's kind of a cliche. I'm sure you hear it a lot. But, you know, all these guys I'd take a bullet for, I'd do anything for. And, you know, that's something I just love about the program. And you see guys on the campus, you get real excited because you see a thousand faces. And one out of those faces is the guy that you're, you know, knocking heads with. So it's just great to see everyone and just be around the environment. And like I said, like I love all these guys like brothers, so it's great. Well, that's great. And we know the community service you guys do on campus is paramount. There's a lot of these great stories coast to coast. One of them here at Maryland is your work with Best Buddies. So tell us what your role is with Best Buddies. Tell us what Best Buddies is for our listeners that don't even know anything about it. Sure. Well, Best Buddies, like you said, is a national organization. We are working with the Maryland chapters based out of Baltimore, run by Vince Fiducia, great guy. Um, but what Best Buddies does is it benefits kids with cognitive and developmental disabilities. And what they do is it's kids that you know don't have a lot of exposure to a lot of social uh, surroundings and environments. So what they do is they um, pair up kids, you know, just regular old high school kids and um, pair them up with kids with disabilities. And it's just exactly what it sounds like. They're just buddies and, you know, they go and hang out with them and they help them uh, experience opportunities that they might not have at their schools because they're not getting as much exposure with just their classmates at, at the school. So, you know, they just try to broaden the, the kids' horizons and it's just a really great uh, organization. And it's all volunteer-based and, you know. And you, I guess, these kids are in high school, and you, as college students, work with them? Yeah. Or what, what age are they, and what age are, are the, the buddies? They're the best buddies. Right, You're yeah. the buddy. Yeah. Is that the terminology? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, we're all buddies. You know? We're all buddies. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so you, you college guys, gals and guys here at Maryland, get involved with these high school-aged kids? Uh, well, there are kids in college that you can be paired up with, and uh, what – is the most typical thing is, you know, kids in high schools, they're same high schools. And, okay. um, like, we have a buddy walk here every year, and we have different high schools comes, middle schools, and they come in there. Um, they represent one child, and that child has, you know, a whole big supporting cast around them and usually one or two integral buddies. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's just, yeah, it's 
they don't target, you know, it's like, all right, you're 12, so we're going to pair, pair you up with a 12-year-old. It can be, you know, a senior in high school paired up with a 12-year-old. It can be two 12-year-olds. It can be a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. They, It's not so much, you know, they're not looking for real strict um, matchups. It's mm -hmm. just like we want to get these kids as much exposure as they can and just, you know, experience life as if, you know, they're just like any – well, they are just like any – They are just any, like any, any, yeah. yeah, excuse me, but, you're, you know. You're right. They are just like uh, the rest of us. Everybody just wants to be loved and, yeah. and have love, and uh, it's a great organization, Best Buddies. Our guest is Evan Mulrooney. Got it right that time. Evan Mulrooney, uh, Best Buddies at Maryland. You're also on the football team. Do you have a Best Buddy uh, that you'd like to talk about or somebody in particular? Well, at this moment, I don't have a, spe a specific buddy, but I am very um, – involved with the Maryland chapter. Do they keep you away from them because you're so <laughs> mean looking? And, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're a big, ugly it's football player. Beard, yeah. You're an offensive lineman. By definition, you are a yeah. big, ugly. Exactly. And you've got mm -hmm. the beard. I yeah. mean, you're kind of intimidating. I'm not going to be on any posters anytime soon. And, you know, that's what they're all about. So I'm going to be I'm, – I'm out of the limelight. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, the looks probably have a lot to do with it. But, you know, um, I'm in there – I'm working with – I'm like the ambassador between okay. the University of Maryland football team and the um, Best Buddies Baltimore chapter. And they use the football team as, you know, this big um, microphone or speaker, whatever analogy yeah. you want to make. Platform. And we – yeah, platform, thank you. And we have this big buddy walk and we put on, and every year it's grown and it's grown. And we attract all these people, you know, because we have this, you know, oh, cool football players, they're doing something. And they don't necessarily know what Best Buddies is about. And – they come, and they're like, wow, this is a really good organization. And the, the walk, you know, you walk around, and you see all the buddies, and you see all the, the matchups, and it's like, wow, like, this is something I really want to be a part of. And I'm kind of, I try to be in the middle of all of that. And Evan Mulrooney is our guest, the best buddy ambassador with Maryland football. Um, our listeners, we encourage you to check out Best Buddies nationwide. Google it. Uh, and then for the Baltimore chapter, I'm going to guess you can just Google Baltimore or Maryland, Maryland football, yeah. Maryland uh, Best Buddies, and you can find out about your buddy walk. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, usually in the springtime, uh, early May, late April, and it's always a great time. All right. Evan, thank you so much for your service and for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.